one surprise I had this year was that I didn't know that Justin Bieber was also a painter and he's amazing and he's super talented with all his free time. Uh, yeah. So he created all these really beautiful pieces. Uh, the, the exhibit was called the freedom art experience and he auctioned them all off uh, for charity to baby to baby. Get ready for brilliant people, brilliant ideas, and a regular good time. This is Brilliant Thoughts with Success People editor Tristan Almada, the show that thinks about how personalities, relationships, and communication shape business success. And now here he is, Tristan Almada. You may or may not know it, but you probably listen to some musicians who are clients of Scooter Braun's SB Project. Now we're talking about Justin Bieber, Ariana Grande, and many more amazing names. Now, when those musicians are interested in making a social impact, they turn to my next guest, Shauna Knapp. She's the VP of Philanthropy at SB Projects and helps their artists to make a difference in the world. It's a cool job. And she's an awesome person. I really enjoyed this conversation with her listening. Welcome back to another episode of Brilliant Thoughts, a success podcast. And today I have Shauna Nepp. Welcome to the show, Shauna. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Well, thanks for doing this. I appreciate you. Uh, I love your background. You've got you. you've got three awesome frames. I love the peace sign, by the way. That's a good one. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, that's uh, end gun violence. Um, got that oh. actually through uh, Tom's. They had an initiative around ending gun violence, and they sent me that print. It's Shepard Ferry. I love it. And then the other two are both about voting. So I love nice. Yeah. Well, look, that, that goes into exactly where we're going to talk about. <laughs> Tell me about SB Projects. How did you get involved into that? Yeah, I mean, I've worked in the social good sector for many, many years. Uh, I started my career in giving back. I studied bioethics in university for uh, my master's degree. And so I've always been very interested in, you know, how we can do the most good. What does that look like in action? Um, and I've been in Los Angeles for 10 years and naturally, you know, the entertainment industry is a place where we have some very unique, um, ways in which we can give back and kind of assets and resources at our disposal. Um, and I was previously at a, uh, philanthropic consulting firm working on managing foundations when the role opened up at SB Projects. And I thought, you know, I've worked with family foundations. I've worked with, uh, you know, more institutions. I helped Cedar sinai with their grant making. Oh. Like I'm very familiar with wow. more of the institutional and family foundation space. Like what would it look like to apply the same kind of rigor and deep impact work and work with artists? And so it was a new opportunity. It was very exciting. Um, and obviously I could not turn down an opportunity like that. Um, so I joined, you know, almost four years ago, I guess three and a half years ago, and it's been incredible. I mean, the role itself has actually been at this company. So this kind of head of social good or head of philanthropy has been a role at the company since the beginning. So I'm not the first person to have this role at at SB projects. Um, it's always been a very core part of the mission. So what is really cool at least to me, and I think is so unique about it is just um, how it's built into the culture here and the department, you know, functions just like any other department. Like we have a department that run, you know, on digital and we have brands and we have 
um, you know, whatever, whatever we need to make our artists really, you know, thrive and, and give them the opportunities and, um, kind of resources they need to really succeed. So social impact is just another one of those departments here. So it, it is a unique kind of role, but yeah, but I've been in this space for quite a while and, uh, I love it. I feel really lucky. That's awesome. Did they tell you you'd be working with like, hey, you're going to work with Justin Bieber and, and Ariana Grande and these people? Did they tell you that initially? Well, what's interesting is I actually did come in um, to do to kind of a hybrid role. So both to work with Scooter on his philanthropy personally, and then also to work with the artists. I didn't know mm. what it would look like exactly working with the artists and how much I would be you know, involved and you know, they already have a lot of ways that they give back. And it's very, just like it's ingrained into the company, like our artists don't necessarily need to be convinced that they should be doing good in the world. They, they already get that. Um, yeah. So I really came in as an executor. Um, but yeah, it is really incredible because when you can design programs that are very impactful, but then add this layer of like, you're working with one of the biggest pop stars on the planet or biggest rapper or biggest Latin artist. Like it really adds a, a layer of obviously visibility and, um, and also just impact. That's awesome. I, I love yeah. that. So tell me with the phrase social good, what, is, what does that mean for, for the company that you're working for? What does that mean for you? Yeah, I think for the company, it is, truly about our unique position and the way that we give back to the world. So social good um, looks like moving forward, moving society forward, um, really uh, making the world a place where more people can thrive and have opportunities. Um, of course, every artist has their own value system and what that looks mm -hmm. like to them. So it can really vary. But for our company as a whole, we care about equity. We care about access to opportunity. We care about voting rights. Like these are things that are ingrained into the company for sure. Um, but then every artist has their own unique perspective. And then for me, I mean, social good is very layered. There's the work we do externally. And then there's also the company that we are and how we treat each other and the culture here. Um, and we are very lucky. We work with incredible people. Um, again, all of whom really see this work as being a part of their work too. And the, and the social good piece, but are, who are also just very good humans already. So I think there's just a common ground of like, we're good to each other, um, treat everyone with kindness. That's how we operate. Um, and yeah, so for me, that's a big part of it. Like it's just having these good relationships, both with our internal staff, but also externally with partners um, and just being a force for good in the world. And sometimes that looks like a massive concert raising millions of dollars. And sometimes that could be you know, checking in on a friend who I know is having a hard time. So it, it really runs the gamut. How do you stay on target to make sure that you are addressing the most important aspect of what social good means to the company? Is Are there meetings that you have? Do you, do you just come up with it naturally based on who you're working with? How does it look? Yeah, it is a combination of being strategic, but also, you know, we have to be reactive. I wish we didn't, you know, have to be reactive all the time, but unfortunately the world is such that, you know, yep. things happen and we have a role to play. Um, so I would say that that's probably one of our greatest challenges is just, you know, having the capacity to take on these massive projects. Um, mm. yeah, I mean, I could share a few examples and also I could just say like, if you know anything about our company, you know, we do everything really big and impactful. Yeah. And so, 
when it comes to impact, it's no different. And so there have been times where our entire company has shifted gears from releasing an album to putting on, you know, a March on Washington or putting together a benefit concert. And that means that every single person working here is suddenly shifting what their focus is. And to Mm. me, that's the most powerful because we have the best talent at this company and to just shift and be able to focus towards the good is um, really, really incredible. I love that the ability to react quickly and impactfully, I think, really depends on what you host, uh, what you hold most dear and, and valuable within your world. And I think you guys have a great job in doing that. It seems like you're focused on the most important topics of today's world, right? And how do you so. choose? Yeah. How do you choose those artists to to make sure that? your values aligned with theirs, and then you connect them to whatever it is that that push is going to be. How do you do that? Yeah. I mean, when we onboard a client um, or a new artist, like I'm in the room, just like any other department head, and we will talk to them about, you know, what are the issues that are really driving you and and keep you up at night? Like, what are the issues you want to focus on? Um, And then obviously we have a lot of nonprofit partners and groups that we work with that we can partner them with or bring them opportunities. Um, so to me, it really looks like, like it's really about the artist. Like at the end of the day, I'm in client services. So my values matter, our company's values matter. But at the end of the day, it's like, what is actually moving them and, and what do they care about? Um, so it really is a kind of artist first model, I would say, overall in terms of what we focus on. Of course, there is a lot of overlap. I think a lot of our artists really care about mental health. I've mentioned voting a few times, gun violence prevention, um, ending racism, police brutality. Like these are issues that we Mm -hmm. see across, you know, across artists. Um, But then they also each have their unique viewpoint and kind of um, ability to move the needle in different ways. So it really just depends on what they care about and also what's their appetite for doing this work. And, you know, what is do they have time? Do they have capacity? And if so, what does that look like? Can they post on social media? Can they host fundraisers? Can they perform at nonprofit events? Um, and then, of course, we get a ton of inbound requests. And so a lot of it is just coming through to see, like, what is actually authentic mm-hmm. to the people we are working with? Um, because we could say yes to everything and it wouldn't be impactful. So we really have to narrow and find the best opportunities for impact. All right. I like that. So, like, with, for example, Demi Lovato... I was reading uh, an article that you were in. You mm-hmm. you helped with it's okay not to be okay with that mm-hmm. whole push for for mental health, right? Mental uh, yep. possible mental illness. How is it yep. that that you help with that? I want to know like the process. How do you how do you say, hey Demi, this is what we're going to do? And does she have mm-hmm. any say on what it is that that you guys can go deeper on? How does that look? Yeah. I mean, that was a unique situation too, where the song, that was the title of the song. So it felt very natural to find a nonprofit partner for that. And similar, um, when Justin Bieber and Benny Blanco released Lonely, that also had, you know, this Mm. natural, you know, why don't we do something around mental health? Um, And actually with the Lonely example, Justin Bieber has already supported an organization called Active Minds in a few different iterations. Um, 
yeah, I think we partnered with them like three or four times in different ways. And they are the largest college campus mental health advocacy organization in the country. So they work on college campuses and they already have all of these resources at their disposal that they can share. So with that song, it was like, okay, well, should we partner with a group like Active Minds and curate, you know, a page that are just resources on how to talk to someone who's going through it? You know, obviously sometimes you're lonely, but sometimes the issues are bigger than that. Like, what does that mean? And how can we really help people? Um, so as part of the release of the song, we also shared resources, um, action kind of kits and, and shareable graphics on socials. Um, and then we also raised money for the organization. So we've put that all together in partnership with Active Minds. Um, and and you, you asked me, um, you know, just about like how we partner or how we pair the artists with nonprofits. I mean, I'm one person. Uh, we have an amazing woman named Sophie Regier who works with me, who um, has had many years of experience in this space too. Stephen Dolsky is also on my team. And like we lean on a bunch of other people to do this work because we can't be experts in every single issue area. Mm. So it's really important that we have partnerships with organizations like Active Minds or others or activists um, who, one, we can reach out to when we have a question or a need, like so-and-so wants to do something around X, like what is, what do you think? Like, what do you think? What do you recommend? And luckily we have really great partners who are willing to help. Um, and similarly, I think um, in those moments, it, it just expands our knowledge base because we can't be issue ex experts on every single topic. True. Yeah. Very, very true. All right. So with that, what do you think is, and you could be general on this one, but what do you think the biggest challenge we're, we're facing right now as a country is? Because you you have such great artists backing some amazing issues right now. What do you what do you mm -hmm. think is one we should be tackling more or doing more with? Yeah, there are a few. It is um, a difficult time. I think to me, there's no silver bullet. But I think one issue area that if we tackled, we would solve a bunch of other problems mm -hmm. is misinformation and just the spread of misinformation online. Mm. Um, it makes sense that we get more of our information online than ever before. And it means, you know, the way it's consumed and the way we learn is changing. And um, yeah, that to me is an issue I would I would love to do more in. We haven't done a ton. It's not necessarily a sexy issue to talk about, but I care about it quite a bit. Um, I would also say, you know, just generally beating the pandemic. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think we all want to send our kids to school in the fall and feel safe. And so getting people yeah. vaccinated, um, super important. And our artists have, you know, been very, very vocal and supportive of that. Everything from selling T-shirts that say, you know, pro-vaxxer to, you know, sharing pictures of themselves getting vaccinated, sharing graphics and information. So just, you know, really sharing truth and science is so important. Um, and then I would also just say, um, yeah, voting rights in this country. I mean, I'm researching more about it so that I know more about it. I grew up in Canada. I've lived in the U.S. for 10 years. In Canada, we have automatic voter registration. It is, you know, the whole point is to make it accessible and not necessarily easy. Like you should have to do research and research candidates, but um, certainly access to it should be, you know, 
um, made easier. <laughs> and the more research I do, the more I see, you know, that it makes sense that there's such a huge focus on voter suppression in this country. And so that's something that feels like we're not, we, we're not telling you who to vote for. We're not telling you what you should vote for. We just believe you have a right to vote if you are eligible. And we just want to make that as easy as possible. Mm. I love that. That, that makes sense actually. And with the misinformation, yeah, the more, the more we have access to, the right information, which this goes into opinion, it's so tough. It is a very <laughs> tough one. You're so right. All right, so I have a difficult. question for you. How do sure. you? This is now. This is on a personal level because you do, you you you're in a position where I feel like it's go 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 mm-hmm. fast and like you said, very reactive. Like okay, guys, now we're shifting this. The whole company is shifting to do this now. Right. How how is it that you stay focused? And how do you stay calm so that you're not so reactive mm-hmm. with, in a way that's not productive? Right. That's a, such a good question, especially in the last year where we had, you know, COVID relief, an election, you know, a racial reckoning in the country. There was so much opportunity to do good. It was almost like every day waking up to, you know, different ways we can help. And so it was easy to be very, very overwhelmed. And yeah. Definitely having a great team and people that you trust completely um, is everything. And that's why I'm very lucky to have a great team. Um, you know, also just grounding yourself. Every, I mean, this is, sounds so silly, but, you know, every morning I listen to my favorite podcast and I go on a walk and I grab a coffee. <laughs> and nice. it's those, those kinds of rituals, I think, really are grounding and help me, yeah, stay focused because it's during those walks that I, you know, I'm able to kind of reprioritize because there is a ton of inbound. It's easy to get overwhelmed. Those mm-hmm. are the moments where I'm really like, okay, these are, if I accomplish five things today, these, this is what they will be. And we're able to just move forward. Um, but yeah, but sometimes it's totally wild over here and really busy <laughs> and overwhelming. And you have to just kind of, you know, you get through it. And you feel really good after, and then, you know, you'll sleep for a whole day and then you start again. So it's, you know, I'm not, I'm not, (laughs) I'm not saying it doesn't get like that. It does. And it's like, it is the nature. Music is a very fast paced industry. Like it just is. It is. It totally is. I I could see that. So tell me, (laughs) tell me about routines because you, you mentioned that and and I agree with you. I think routines can help us stay grounded and that's, that's important because we can always rely on that. With your routine, you mentioned a podcast. What podcast is it? I, I'd like to listen to. <laughs> oh, I feel, I feel like uh, this is my bread and butter. So it's my okay, every shoot. day. It's the New York Times, the Daily. It's my favorite. It just, for me, it narrows like this is the thing you should really learn about today. It is 25 mm. minutes, typically very well produced. Um, you know, and it's sometimes it's something very newsy and relevant. And other times it's uplifting a story you might not expect to hear about and I think that they're fantastic, but next up will be obviously success magazine. So I'm so excited. That's awesome. I love that too. But now I have to check out the daily. I like that. So the daily is fantastic. It is fantastic. (laughs) All right. So with, with this whole routine aspect, I'm going to just go a little bit to the side because I think it's important as solopreneurs and entrepreneurs are listening in part of success really relies on how we deal with with our daily pressures that whether it's a job or whether it's our own business, right? Right. And, and you're functioning at a very high level because of, of where you're at, right? You've met, I think, 
you've met all those challenges in a very good way. So you can continue to progress. Thank so you. what, what do you think is something that, that has helped you do that besides your routines? It, where, how do you stay grounded so that you can mm-hmm. continue to elevate your current presence? Yeah, that's such a good question. And it's not easy, especially in a year where, you know, a lot of us lost you know, the kind of community or the, the kind of the social net that we once had, because I, I do um, connect with quite often others in similar roles to myself. So I have a network of peers that have a similar kind of role at a high level, you know, at high level management companies or talent agencies and otherwise. And I lean on them a lot for advice and just like mm-hmm. really to hold space for each other. And um, we have unique you know, challenges and problems that maybe not everyone can relate to. Um, so that's really, really huge. And I mean, this sounds so basic, but I mean, my family, I will, my parents don't live here, but I will still call them if any, you know, for support or if I need advice. And of course my husband. So those things are all really, really important. And just continuing to learn and grow as well. I think it's easy to get a little stuck, especially when, you know, you've been in a role for a few years, I think continuing to find the ways in which you grow. So maybe it's your podcast every day. Maybe it's, you know, thought leadership kind of groups that you've joined that host speaker series and events, but like really continuing to listen and not just closing yourself off, especially if you're in a position where it's high level. And so you're constantly getting, you know, things thrown at you, it's really hard. It's easy to just become constantly like, yes, no, yes, no, to what's coming at you versus being proactive about like what you're seeking out with your own time. And like taking control of your time is so important. Um, Mm. And I did a lot more of that when we were out in the world. And I'm glad we're able to start doing that again, because I think it's really important to be out there and meeting peers and meeting people who challenge you. And some of the activists I I talked about before, you know, I met through different peer groups. And without them, I could not do this work. And keeping those relationships um, is so, so important. So that's what it is for me, I would say. I like that. Great, great response on that, because I, I agree with you. I think we forget that the network of peers that we have, like you said, is is key to our continued success, mm-hmm. um, because we need to work together. So how do yes. you... How do you find that you continually learn and grow? Is it your core group of people and mm-hmm. the podcast that you listen to? Is there any other way that you say, hey, you know what? This is how I'm going to elevate myself this year or next year. Anything yeah. specific? Yeah. It, especially, um, I had a baby last year. So I'm like, oh, how am I expanding my knowledge base beyond just That's big, make, making it work? Um, no, I reading is a great, is a great tool. Uh, book clubs, I'm in a few book clubs and that just keeps me, you know, it forces me, the social pressure forces me to continue to read and, mm-hmm. and learn and grow. Travel, uh, is so important and experiencing other cultures and recognizing that, you know, you have one perspective, but there are many, many other, many, many others. Um, and then of course, just listening to others with a different perspective. I think, you know, we talked about misinformation and opinions and, you know, that whatever. it's a very divisive time. I think it is so important to just open yourself up and listen to what you might consider to be the other side. Because I think what you find is if you can have empathy, like you might actually learn something. And yes, there are 
a lot of issues that I might not see eye to eye on with others, but I just think it's so important that we're still connecting and talking to each other. There's an organization called um, One America Movement that I really love. They, um, they're actually, they're growing, but they, you know, they started smaller and they really started by convening, um, groups together after these like very divisive moments in history. So after Charlottesville, um, or the shooting in Pittsburgh at Tree of Life Synagogue, like they would bring together groups that in those moments may have a really hard time sitting down in one room. Um, and they would bring them together to not talk about the issues that are going to you know, set them off necessarily, but to do mm-hmm. a community service project for another group. So maybe it's packing lunches um, for folks in a shelter, or maybe it's, you know, getting together and, and painting a mural at a school, but basically it's doing it together and it's doing it in community, but with groups that maybe you might not see eye to eye on. And it, to me, if we could scale an organization like that, I just think the learning is so boundless because there's obviously knowledge acquisition and that matters, but I think we're in a moment where the emotional piece is more important. But you know what? That's the case all the time. I feel you're you're so right on on that. That's that yeah. is an amazing organization. I like yeah, it. Hey, let's come together. <laughs> yes, let, that's so good because now you're not bringing up the actual issue that they disagree on. It's it's actually right. just hey, let's just let's just help this kindergarten class or let's just help right. this. So good. That exactly. is actually very brilliant. So oh, good. I'm so glad you like it. Question on on the people, the, the artists that you team up with sometimes. Mm-hmm. I, I would assume that you learn along the way as well because you, you expand your knowledge about a specific cause. Anything, which I think is amazing, by the way, that opportunity. Anything mm-hmm. that stands out that you were like, whoa, I, I didn't know this. Right now, mm-hmm. I know more, and now I believe in it more. Anything that's happened like that over the last two years? Oh, interesting! The last two years in the cause space. Oh my goodness, there's so much. I mean, we've worked on a lot of different issue areas. Um, I have learned a lot about the first five years of a child's life and brain development. Don't ask me why, but it was an issue area cool. someone wanted to focus on. Um, I learned a lot about uh, the difference it can make if you just increase access to books and learning for kids in those first five years, um, which I would have never known before. And, you know, they're co- it's connected to things like success rates when they're teenagers and older and, and things like incarceration rates. It's really wild when you look at the wow. connections and how much we can do and invest in there. If we invested more in the first five years, some of the kind of social returns we would see um, later on. Um, I have learned a lot more about systemic racism, especially in America, but all over. And um, it's one of those things where it's offensive to say it's surprising because um, it shouldn't be surprising. We should know this. Uh, But I've certainly learned more and I've listened more and really um, do not plan on stopping that. Uh, Yeah. So those are some of the surprises. Trying to think what else I've learned that I didn't know about I mean, oh I think I think <laughs> s- systemic systemic racism, in essence, I think I think we've all a lot of us a lot of us yeah. have learned a lot more about it over the last two years. Yes. yes, and I think that's that's amazing that that we're going that route, which is really cool. It's so important, and I think it's more than just you know how you feel about certain issues within that topic. I think it's also just like the way we 
look at companies and vet nonprofits and just really um, paying attention to how they approach these issues. Um, and it's another layer that I think is just really important. You know, there's a, a really good book we interviewed. I'm trying to remember his first name, uh, Richard Rothstein. And he wrote a book. It's got like 14,000 five-star reviews on Amazon. The guy's insanely oh, wow. awesome. It's The Color of Law. That's the one. The Color of Law. And you just reminded wow. me of that under under what we were talking about. So take a look at mm-hmm. that one. I, I'm literally looking. <laughs> but that. Yeah, it looks really that, good. That's so important, I think. What other issues do you think are, are important right now for artists? So you, you're working with like mm-hmm. Justin Bieber. You're working with Ariana Grande. What are they currently pushing right now that's really important for them? Yeah. Um, so I mentioned voting rights already. Um, Ariana and Demi Lovato have both done a lot of um, pushes around those issue areas. You mentioned mental health. They've all also championed that issue area. Ariana just actually partnered with BetterHelp to provide, well, it was initially supposed to be a million dollars in free therapy to all of her fans, um, but her fans took advantage of the opportunity so quickly, which we were so excited about, and we had so many people sign up that BetterHelp ended up giving away over $3 million in free therapy, which was um, all uh, claimed in just, I think it was under two days. It was wild. So, That's um, insane. Yeah. And more of that. The more we can do of that is great. Um, Demi Lovato partnered with Talkspace, similarly to launch an access project with them that provides therapy to underserved communities. Mm. Um, so mental health has definitely been uh, a big, big push. Um, I would say... It, this is very broad, but just helping, you know, to alleviate poverty wherever we can. It's been obviously a really, really tough year for folks. Um, and it's really just exacerbated and kind of created a bigger divide between the haves and have nots than we saw before. So anything we can do just to help in that, like literally partnering with organizations who are doing direct cash payments or organizations like Lyft um, who have family goal funds and help families actually reach and achieve their financial goals and train them on um, financial literacy. So we've partnered with organizations like that. Um, Justin Bieber recently did a performance with Baby to Baby um, at one of their school distribution Mm. sites. Uh, So they distribute very kind of key items that new, not necessarily new moms, mothers, families might need everything from diapers to backpacks to, you know, in advance of going back to school is like things like masks and That's sanitizer, cool. whatever they may need to go back to school. Um, and they distribute them. And the whole idea is just, you know, there's so much that is needed. No one can ever argue that like these essentials, like these families deserve access to these essential items. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we did a performance with baby to baby at a school in, uh, near MacArthur park in Los Angeles. And he also, um, made a donation to baby to baby as part of his justice launch. So when he launched his mm-hmm. album justice a few months ago, um, and then he also just did an art auction, um, that benefit benefited baby to baby with some creations of his own. And when you asked me about surprises before, I thought you meant about the artists. And I was like, one surprise I had this year was that I didn't know that Justin Bieber was also a painter and he's amazing and he's super talented with all That's his free cool. time. Uh, yeah, so he created all these really beautiful pieces. Uh, the the exhibit was called the Freedom Art Experience, and he auctioned them all off uh, for charity to Baby to Baby, which was very cool. And That's I had nothing awesome. to do with the selection of the charity. You know, I introduced him to Baby to Baby a while ago. 
he really loved them and wanted to partner with them again. So that was really very cool. Is there a process? And this is just for me. I just have a personal question. Is there <laughs> is there a process on how you introduce these companies to the artists? Is it more like is it like a text of like, hey, Beeps, <laughs> do you uh, do you like this company, or is it like an actual process? Yeah. So I work really closely with their teams. So you know, I work with their management, and we really come up together with ideas to present to them. It'll often be something like, you know. One of our artists will say, hey, I saw that X is happening. This is, you know, making me upset. What can we do? Um, Like, what can I do? How can I help? Like, I will say, that's the question I get the most probably at this job. That's a really good question. Yeah, it's amazing um, how often, too, they're, like, willing to put in the work or put themselves in situations where, you know, it's, it's not, it's hard work. It is hard to do. And it's like, of course you feel good. And so in that sense, it can be very like replenishing and fulfilling, but it's also like, there's a lot of learning involved. And, um, anyway, they will ask very often how they can help. And what I'll typically do is work with, you know, management and come up with a few options and we'll go through them together and then present them back and, and see what they think. Sometimes they think of their own ideas too. Like it is a very iterative process, but generally the question is like, how can I do the most good in this moment? Um, or like what organizations are helping that I can support? Like where can I make donations? And they're often making donations and they're not, you know, posting about it. They're not sharing it, but they're helping behind the scenes because they see just so much injustice happening. Um, yeah. So it's, it, it really depends, uh, you know, but there's a lot of text chains at this company, <laughs> a lot of texting. Most happens would, over text. I would figure. That's yeah. awesome. You know, <laughs> yeah. And people are surprised that that's how business actually happens, but that's so yeah. true. Texting. That's texting where we're is at. The key. That is <laughs> yes. so true. All right. So I have a question in regards to how you measure success when it comes to those projects that you take on. Is yeah. it is it the amount of of people that get involved or the amount of mm. money that gets donated or product? How, how is it that you measure it? That's exactly it. Um, I would say that that's actually my number one is kind of how many people got involved. But um, I would say overall, we like ask ourselves a bunch of questions to determine whether or not something we did was successful. Um, mm-hmm. So what was the impact of the work we did? Yes. How much money did we raise? How many you know voices did we uplift? How many new followers did this organization gain that they can now oh. share back information with or newsletter signups and ways that they can actually continue to engage this community? How many lives have we changed? Um, and then, of course, like how did the fans react and engage with this campaign? And how might that compare, um, you know, to similar campaigns with other artists? So. I am a competitive person in the sense that like, I want us to create the most impact. And so I am looking at what others are doing and seeing how, you know, our engagement kind of matches up. And I think we even tend to forget that, you know, at the end of the day, the fans are the power behind these artists because they are watching them and they know this, you know, if this is important to Ariana, like this might be important to me too. Like I should look into it. I should research. And they really, really do. And they find out more about the organizations and they donate and they support Um, but then of course, in terms of the impact, I'm also thinking like, is the artist happy? And I know that at the end of the day, I am in client services. Like, are they fulfilled? Is this something that they would want to do more of? Um, and I think it's easy to forget that that's very important too, because, you know, we want them to feel good about the work and continue to engage, um, long-term, but the fan piece I think is what's often overlooked and what people don't 
really necessarily think about when they think about the success of a campaign. Like with um, Ariana and Headcount, we placed Headcount on tour with Ariana for her Sweetener World Tour in 2019. And what was so key with that was that we designed a very, um, very, uh, I guess I could, you could say like an, it had an Ariana vibe completely. So Headcount goes on tour with artists all the time. They register people to vote on site mm-hmm. and they've mm-hmm. been with the biggest artists in the world and they just set up their Headcount booth and people go through the concourse and they go, oh, there's where you can register to vote and kind of move on. But it, it always felt like the Headcount booth at a show. And this was the first time that we said, you know what, if we're going to do this together, we're going to do the most successful campaign you've ever done. Like, let's design this where it really, truly feels authentic to this tour and artist and everything from like the font to the color to the messaging to, you know, the t-shirts, like everything is going to feel completely authentic and, and designed by Ariana. And so that's what we did. And we broke all of their records, um, registered more people on tour than anyone had done ever before. And that was really, you know, amazing to see. And I think it's because the fans really knew it came from her. Like it was what she wanted, not just something we stuck in the concourse to maybe do some good. So I think it's all about, you know, what we put in and then the metrics that we measure afterwards, we see a different result when we really yeah, build something authentically. That's cool. I love that. I love the authenticity piece to it. I'm assuming that's why the artist can connect so, so deeply with this company too, because yeah. they feel listened to. Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean, I really, I hope so. That's what it's all about. And, you know, we're, in a position where we can really, we have the resources, we can help and make a difference. So when they're game, like we're all in and we're going to do everything we can to really make sure that, you know, we make a difference. Um, so feel very lucky. All right. So what's next for you and for SB projects? What are you excited about next? so excited that people are performing live again. <laughs> it has been, <laughs> you know what, really sad <laughs> not to go to live yeah. shows. So it's really fun to see that happening again. Um, we have just started working with a platform called Propeller that I really love. Um, I talked a lot about fans taking action. One mm-hmm. thing I didn't mention is that, you know, sometimes we use really fun incentives to help fans take action. Um, mm-hmm. So we've done, done this with Demi and we're, um, we have done it with Justin. We have one up with Justin and Demi right now, actually, and hope, hoping to do more when um, they go on tour, especially when Justin goes on tour. But essentially what we do is we offer like very unique experiences or, you know, art pieces like the ones I mentioned that Justin created mm-hmm. that are signed or like Demi's photography or items of clothing from Demi's closet. And we put those up for auction. But instead of, you know, the highest bidder winning, fans can take action in order to enter to win these really unique experiences Mm. and items. And some of those actions are really easy. You know, it's like signing a petition or subscribing to a nonprofit's newsletter, like some of the actions we talked about earlier, but then some of them are much deeper. Like we had, um, we did a campaign with propeller where some of Demi's fans, I believe over a hundred of Demi's fans actually trained to become mental health ambassadors where they became trained to intervene in a moment of crisis so they did mm-hmm. a, a training with a nonprofit where by the end of it, they would be able to get, you know, not solve a friend's problem in a moment of crisis, but at least get them to a safe place where they can seek help. Um, so actions like that, and then you're, you know, entering to win possibly like an outfit from a tour or a signed 
photo, like framed photo, like really fun things that they would want. So we're just trying to gamify and, and make giving back more fun and engaging for the fans. So we have more of that coming up. Um, yeah. And of course we're thinking about, you know, fall and back to school and helping kids in need, of course. Um, and then, Unfortunately, the midterms are not that far away, so we'll probably be doing more and helping to ensure that folks have what they need to vote and um, that we're fighting any kind of voter suppression that's happening. How do people get involved that are listening in, whether it's an individual person or a company? Any any specific thing you can tell them, hey, this is where you would go, this is where you right. choose the cause, this is how you do it. Yeah, with causes, I mean, we get a lot of inbound. I mean, our email, there's an email address up on our website and you are welcome to send if you have ideas um, or, you know, creative ideas or you work with a nonprofit, like you are welcome to send your ideas that way. I will say most of what we do is proactive because, as I said, like typically the artists will say like, what, you know, this is happening. What can I do to help? And we'll go and seek out the best organization for that. But we also get a ton of inbound and it does happen that we partner with organizations that way. Um, as individuals, I mean, watching not just what our artists post, but also, you know, if you're interested in getting involved in these kinds of campaigns, like mm -hmm. checking to see, you know, what the fans are posting about. Are there campaigns or propeller actions or other things that our artists are doing that you can get involved with? Um, and then similarly, we do a lot of like uplifting of activists and nonprofits. So, you know, uh, Ariana recently posted about the importance of getting vaccinated and tagged four or five doctors who have been really, really helpful to her in terms of sharing information in a really digestible mm. way um, and who are really just doing the important work of um, getting that information out there. So she tagged them and it's like, go follow those people. Like, please go, you know, follow the activists, follow the doctors, follow the people who are really these experts. And that's what, you know, our artists are, are asking them to do. Um, similarly, we've done like a lot of activist takeovers with Demi Lovato, actually with Hailey Bieber, different takeovers where they basically just give their Instagram over to an activist or, an, um, you know, an artist or someone that just they think their fans should know about. So in those moments, like our hope is that people don't tune those out and instead they really dive deeper in. Mm. And those are opportunities to really learn from um, the folks that our artists are learning from. I love that. All right. Here, last question. It's a fun sure. one. At least for, for me, it is. I don't know. Um, I loved, I loved we'll when see. you told me, <laughs> I love when you told me Justin Bieber paints and you're like, yeah. oh, that's, that's, actually, I'd never heard of that, but that's super that. cool, right? That yes. humanizes him more. Any surprises like that with Ariana or with Demi Lovato, anything out there that's like, oh, I didn't know that. That's cool. Just they're the best. They're as good. As, they're the people they claim to be. I mean, they care about these issues as deeply as you would expect. So I think for me, that's not necessarily a surprise, but it's just something that makes me really happy that you may not know unless you work with them directly, that they really care as much as they claim to. And I feel really lucky to work with them. But no, I'm trying to think if there are other fun hidden skills. I don't know. I can't think of anything. Demi well, is also into photography. We auctioned off some really amazing items, um, some photo, signed photos that they had taken. So <laughs> I well, think that's I all think, I got. <laughs> I think the, the fact that they, they actually reach out to to a company like yours to be able to say, hey, look, I, I, I'm really not digging what's happening here. Can we make a difference? Right. Right. I think that's cool to see. And I, I really didn't expect that from talking to you, that you would say that. That's awesome. Literally, I mean, 
my husband is like, oh my gosh, because the phone is always on and I have to always be ready to respond. But like, that is why, because they are constantly seeing things that they want to help out. And, and that's honestly, it's what makes me the most happy and fulfilled in this work. So I feel very lucky. Makes sense. Well, look, keep on doing amazing work. Thank uh, it you. Was a great interview. Great, great job on what you're doing. Shauna Thank Nepp, you everybody. So much. Follow you, her and also follow the company on Instagram. I just followed you guys. Oh, at yeah. SB at Projects. S- yes. At SB Projects. Correct. There is an underscore at SB underscore Projects. SB. We'll <laughs> throw that into the notes as well, just in case you don't find it. Will do. I will do. <laughs> Thank you so much. Those are all the brilliant thoughts that we have for you today. If you like what you're hearing, drop us a review or just tell your friends. This has been a success podcast. Head to success.com slash podcast to hear more just like it.